I have been listening to Simon Ponsonby. I love Simon Ponsonby. You know, uh, Simon is an Anglican minister. And uh, I left my new, newer Bible at home. Uh, I have my older Bible that got rained on, and I have to kind of pull the pages apart. And here's a pad on W. It was rained on upstairs, too. So, so. Lord, your will. Your will this morning. Thank you for the divine romance of worship with you. As your children, as your family, younger brothers and sisters to our older brother Jesus, the Messiah. Holy Spirit, wind of heaven, hound of heaven, touch us. Stir us for the glory of God, our Father, and of Jesus the Christ. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I looked in multiple spots. Michael Vinan was telling me when I saw him this week. He says, Yeah, Kingdom of God's mentioned 126 times in the New Testament. So I did find one of those spots that mentioned that. Uh, most of it is Jesus talking in the gospel. He mentions it a lot, but it's in other places in there. Now, if you if you mention the kingdom of God 126 times. It's kind of important. It's, it's a big deal. That's uh, when one of the first things that Jesus starts talking about is the kingdom of God. And then he gives all, all these parables. You know, the kingdom of God's like a seed. The kingdom of God's like this. The kingdom of God's like that. He, it's a big deal. And he's following it. He's going off and getting up early and going off and being with God the Father and communing with him. And one of the things they commune over many times or the conversation is the kingdom. Because the kingdom is the rule and reign of God. And in this country, we're experiencing what they've been experiencing for some time in Europe, which is a lessening of men and women as they're growing up, for whatever reasons, just make it warfare or something. Uh, men and women are... Very, not very excited about it, not showing up as much. Um, some of the Anglicans and some of the vine, like Vineyard 61, you know, uh, where Stephen Peter now is one of the lead worship leaders and that church in uh, Great Britain, uh, in England, London. And they're, they're learning to, to interact with the people. Now, I've just got this crazy hopeful idea because I met Lonnie Frisbee one time, I've told you, you know, for, for us long enough, I heard his voice behind me on some steps in California, and I, whoever I was with, I said, wait a minute, Lonnie's behind me. What? I can hear his voice. I listened to his testimony from Mother's Day 1980 when he spoke at the uh, vineyard that became the Anaheim Vineyard. And, uh, you know, they're making a movie. I told, mentioned this last time. comes out February the 24th, The Jesus Revolution. Uh, I'm just hoping it stirs some people. Doesn't have to, but I kind of—I mean, it's stirring just 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 watching it, just being reminded of stuff. Uh, a lot of people have sought a lot of things, and God called a few people, and Lonnie was one of them, to start preaching. And pretty soon there were people living the hippie lifestyle and they wanted to repent and they did. And Lonnie and them took them out. And Tom Stop was another famous one. He's with the Lord now. He was a vineyard pastor. He played uh, keyboards for Catherine Kuhlman. You ever heard of her? She used in physical healing. Well, well, Tom had a big afro when the first time I ever saw a picture of him. And uh, he cut it back and shorter, you know, had a mustache and... He sounded just like Tom Selleck, uh, like, you know, Magnum P.I. I couldn't tell their voices apart. 
but um, why am I telling you that? Well, because Tom was an evangelist to the hippies on the beaches, and he was part of the Calvary Chapel movement stuff, you know, and Chuck Smith was the head guy of that little church down there, and Lonnie was out there doing stuff, and pretty soon hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hippies got saved. And then pretty soon some of them were musicians, and they started writing songs, and we start having all this, all this Christian music starts rising up, kind of the West Coast passed over to the East Coast. You know, it, it swept across America. We had, I mean, it's not, it's not as big as the Great Awakenings of Jonathan Edwards and different ones and two other times. You know, we had a first and second Great Amer Amer Awakening in America. But the, the Jesus movement, the Jesus people, the, all, all of that was a pretty good deal. It made Time Mag cover of Time Magazine it, uh, back in somewhere. I've got a copy of it, of, of, of that. Hmm. Uh, Simon says, what we need is a biblical, like a biblical line of expectation. We need, we need expectation again. I mean, I just, I'm not going to follow, kind of, I don't really have any notes anyway. How do we have expectation? Hunger starts somewhere. Somebody's got to be hungry for God. To know God, to have encounters with God. Maybe they or their friends need physical healing. Maybe they or their friends need deliverance or inner healing or something. Or they or their friends, well, not them, but their friends need to get saved, need to know Jesus. We've, we've all got a lot of reasons. This biblical expectation can only be given to us by the Spirit can stir it in us. Jesus wants it stirred in us. And then we, part of this is, is you and I um, being involved in the kingdom of God. And, and of course, God is ruling and he has a plan. He's working, he's doing it right now in parts of the earth. Hey, I'm sure he's doing it in places in America. He could be doing it down the street really strongly. And we might not, it could be like next door if there was a church next door and not even know it unless we heard about it. Um, if, if there's no expectancy in us, maybe it's because we just don't know there should be or, or have an idea of what that would look like or what, what might happen. It leads, though, it's obvious, and in, in I'm not, when I say America, I don't mean everywhere, you know. It's obvious that there's a spiritual dullness settling in on this country. Gradually, it's just getting more and more dull. We, we met a uh, husband and wife that were traveling through a couple of weeks ago, you know, and visited with us, and that our vineyard was open, and their vineyard pastors from up around Chicago. Um, they were going, been going on a retreat and going different places. And then I got another friend that uh, there's uh, some um, spiritual renewal through prayer. Uh, in a church, what is it, up in Tennessee someplace, and he was talking to me about that a little bit. Um, you ever heard of a guy named Martin Lloyd-Jones? I got a couple books somewhere by him. He said, I, I wrote a quote that Simon quoted him. He says, seek him meaning God, till he comes, and then yield to him. I don't want to repeat, go back and where I was some other time spiritually, I want, but I want to move forward, and I want to grow and stuff. 
And I don't know how that all happened back in whatever years there were. I just remember that I went home after teaching each day and would, and, and would go upstairs on a sofa I had in a bedroom uh, in the log house in Southside, and I would read books until 6 o'clock. I just read and read and read. I didn't realize that I was hungry. I just knew that, that something inside of me was very unsatisfied, just very unsatisfied. So I've, I've brought you today, um, I came across Michael Baum is always keeping up with stuff. I said, hey, do you happen to have that uh, ministry team manual that we put together back sometime? Within 15 minutes, he brought me a colorized version of it. You know. <laughs> so I photocopied it yesterday over at Office Max. It's got like 12 pages total, but I pulled out just three pages of it and with your permission, I would like to go over this. Now, you're going, oh, no, some sort of teaching stuff. Here, here's my logic to this. This is the five-step healing model. After Lonnie came in 1980 and the Anaheim Vineyard turned into this crazy place where they had, uh, I think, uh, 700 young people got saved over the next two or three weeks, the 700 young people became fanatics. They went out and talked to their friends. The church went from having uh, seven, eight, 800 maybe total people at the time to 3,000 people over the next, over that summer. That was Mother's Day 1980 when Lonnie came that night. And so when you add a few thousand people over a few months, it's messy. So... Wimber, being this equipper of saints, I think that's on his tombstone. I tried looking a picture up. I couldn't find one online yesterday of it, but I, re I seem to remember that that's what's there. John not only wanted to do it, but he wanted to teach people to do it. His point is, is that, like, we all grow if we all learn to do things together. Well, one of the things they came up with, him and a few others, was a simple five-step model of prayer. Now, you don't have to do this. I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just saying that they found out that this worked pretty well. You could go through these five steps and you could get help somebody when they want to be prayed for. You don't, you don't have to formally do them, like pull this out of your pocket and do it, but you, can, but you tend to do these things anyway. So I just wanted us to look at this. Am I making any sense? I don't, up here, it doesn't sound like I'm making sense at all. I'm on the verge of just being desperate. I, I'm just on the verge of, of uh, I, want, I want to see change. I want to change some more. I'm not too old to change. Okay, so, so, so I pull three of the pages out. Let's just go over this. So let's just play like that we're doing this, you know. And besides, this will help y'all on the, on the carpet. You'll have some, maybe some other people that will come and work with you. You know, we, we, can, we all find ourselves in the position sometime of being the ministry team. Just us, one person, someone in front of us says, will you pray for me? You just, you just run into this stuff. Okay, so you can stop and ask anywhere. Okay, the five-step model. So, one, we would do an interview. You do an interview. You introduce yourself. You give them your name. You're asking theirs. And then B. And then, how can I pray for you? And real simple, like, where does it hurt? What it, you know, is it an emotional, physical? Um, this is, it's not a medical interview. You, uh, it's rather an opportunity to listen as we access the person's need. Now, I've had to stop people sometimes because they start giving me a long medical history. And the longer that the medical history goes on, 
my spiritual, you know, trust in the Lord. Are you not even, is that how that works? That's how mine does. Mine goes, I wish they'd be quiet because pretty soon I want to go, well, let's just go get some coffee. <laughs> you know, I believed in God when we started, but now I know he's here somewhere. <laughs> you know? So in your politest way that you're put together, just go, yeah, let's, let's go on to the, you know. <laughs> you don't really need that. Like, where does it hurt? Okay. C, look and listen with both natural and spiritual awareness. I saw someone the other day, uh, I was helping two people pray for a, another person, and one of the two people, I was standing in such a position as that I could see this young woman uh, praying, and the person that we were praying for, and then the other person. And I saw the young woman go from asking them a question, a natural kind of question, to, I'd swear her eyes just changed. I could just tell that she went spiritual, that she was listening. She was looking naturally at the person, but she was looking spiritually in that moment because her next, next sentence was not about their physical condition, but was, a, but was a, a spiritual thing. And then the third thing that she said was, she said, well, you know, when you asked me to come and us to pray, as I walked up, I saw, and then she said what she saw. God gave her an image, and she said the image. Since we're all, it, like being, you know, a, a retired art teacher, we all have, like in the arts, there's all kinds of things. Well, you all, it's like being in the arts. Everybody can draw. Some draw better than others. Everybody can do music. Some are better at music than others. All can dance, I guess. They can. You're frowning. You're going, yeah, they don't all. I saw that. I know what that means. They don't all dance well as being a real dancer. So I know what that was. So, Benjamin. You're not, we need to talk some. Because you might have some real great insights. Amen. The wisdom of a 10 year old. He's, <laughs> he's the kind that goes, uh, the king has no clothes on. You know, we saw that children's story. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Thank you, Benjamin. Um, Okay, so anyway, you're doing an interview. Two, diagnostic. So how does a person have this condition? Try to identify the underlying issues you sense God would have you to pray for. It could be physical, emotional, relational, something else. B then, is this physical or a spiritual condition? You're, you are collecting information from the person that's asked you to pray and and you're you're dialing yourself down now let me just interrupt and say whenever you're praying for someone that you're very close to it could be a mate it can be a child it could be a mother a father a brother uh, some someone that you're very close to uh, from being on the ministry team and uh, up in uh, Toronto and then different places and even here, uh, I find that I have to move into the second tier of the group praying. If I am like, you know, first up and here's the person and there's someone I know and I can't seem to dial myself down, I will back up, put someone, ask someone else to be frontline and let me pray on them, like anoint you as you're on the front line to praying for them and, and work that second level. 
because your emotions get in the way of spiritually dialing down to hear clearly and do whatever you got to do to do that. And then the other thing is some, sometime we'll talk about deliverance because I think one of the first times at my house when we started the church and I had a friend there and we were going to pray for them and we were going around the people in front of them. People were saying what they were hearing and I heard something and I just thought I was hearing something. It sounded like a good thing and I said it out loud and as soon as I did they manifested a, a demonic personality came up because that God wanted that brought out and it just seemed like a real plain thing. You know, so what, what am I saying? So when you start praying for the physical, sometimes you run into the, a, the demo, a demonic thing behind it and it kind of it surfaces. And so you kind of be ready for that someday, sometime. So maybe not tomorrow but i mean i don't know i don't want you to call me and go well because i've had people call me in the middle of the night <laughs> with their mate across the room fully manifesting and of course it was a sunny night and of course it was raining <laughs> yeah okay so hey you have stories to tell after a while when you start serving the kingdom of god okay three prayer selection so now you've kind of got an idea what god you're listening spiritually you're watching physically you're asking some questions you let them tell you some background but not too much just get you distracted really so you start the prayer something like this under a what kind of prayers needed to help this person you're thinking lord what do you want to heal right now of course you're doing this out not out loud but internally you're you're, you're kind of go, okay, what do you want to do? You know? Now, if you're on it with a team of two or three people and you've been with me, um, what I'm doing is I'm making eye contact with those other ones of you, and I'm looking at you with this, like the, not, not exactly like the puppy looking at the master, like, mm, you know, to turn the high. But I'm sort of meaning, have you got something? If I don't have something... Do you, you know, we, just because you're kind of the lead person in the team doesn't mean you have to be the lead person. Um, so you're, you're all listening by the Holy Spirit, and you, we're all wired slightly differently, and so it is kind of like walking around the elephant with you know, people from all sides. People see stuff. We kind of combine you know, and so um, what do you want to do right now? Be under three there. Consider prayers of intercession or command. Um, command's a little bit cockier. Well, you're not really cocky. You just, you're, you know, uh, one of the very first teachings I ever heard Wimber do was he, was he was talking about this with a young person. He had uh, someone that had a growth, um, pretty good-sized growth on the side of their neck, and John was using them to, um, he had called them up from the crowd and also had brought up a, a young a teenager that was uh, just like 13. And uh, I guess John, he hearing and training, it, it's not always training, but sometimes he was just really good at. I, I think part of that may be God, God was, John was just always saying, you know, there's nothing up my sleeve. I'm not the super healer person. All of you are the army of God, the school of God, the family of God, and any of you can be used. So anyway, he has the 13-year-old there and says, I want you to pray for this person's, this uh, lump, whatever. And the 13-year-old being uh, their most diplomatic voice, you can hear it, and they go, ooh. 
<laughs> he said, well, I want you to lay hands on it. <laughs> I couldn't see him, but I, I know that there was that look, like, you're kidding. Yeah. So the 13-year-old puts her hand over on the lump, and then he's leading them, and he says, okay, now I want you to talk to it. I want you to tell it in Jesus' name to go away. So they did it in their, I mean, it was not this bold, in God's, I mean, you know, it was a 13-year-old. I mean, they, they said in their mousy kind of voice, that had been me, uh, in Jesus' name, go away. And it just went down, disappeared. And the 13-year-old went from that voice to yelling, sort of, pitch. Went, did you see that? <laughs> now, they're hooked. All they had to see was one time God do something. Nothing may not happen the next ten times they pray out loud, but, but it just takes one to hook you into doing stuff. Just because we don't see stuff, I mean, he just tells us to pray. It's his kingdom. We are the family of God. We are the ambassadors. We are the representatives of the family. So, you know, you might do some intercession. You might, you might command sometimes. Um, I tend to end up, I think, doing that. Uh, as the spirit gets stronger, I get a little more inebriated in the spirit. And at some point I go from thinking to just acting, just saying before I think. Um, just that's how I'm just put together. A pronouncement. A bind or a rebuke of something, if you think it possibly, if it feels like it's got a demonic base to it in, in it, there's something involved. Um, an agreement, kind of, based on the fact that you've been communicating, you feel like God, uh, you're agreeing with what God's saying. You know, you're just some things there. Number four on there, prayer engagement. Keep your eyes open, looking for signs and spiritual interaction. Ask questions like these. How are you doing? Give it a couple, a few minutes. How are you, uh, are you feeling anything? Um, is anything happening? How effective are our prayers right now? You're just trying to gather information from the person you're praying for. You know, it's, it's obvious sometimes that uh, if uh, they, they start having some, some sort of it's not that we, you understand that we don't, we don't value manifestations of some, manifestation is when something starts happening that you and I can see or feel and see, you know. Uh, it's just a result sometimes of the, of the spirit increasing. And so that could be useful. Be under that four part. Move into prayer, lay hands on the person respectfully and by permission and I didn't. I don't remember on these pages. Somewhere in the in this list of stuff, uh, maybe it's some of the tips page that I put down. It's like when at all possible, women pray for women, men pray for men. Uh, if you find yourself and you can't totally do that, you and a team, you know, you can team up with somebody. Um, but everybody's trying to keep everything safe and respectful and um, that there won't be afterwards something saying there was some, something that went on. So you move into prayer, laying hands on the person and be down there respectfully and by permission, asking further questions if necessary. Pray according to your diagnostic decision and prayer selection. I know that sounds, you know, fancy, but you understand Listening to the Spirit. This is a common place for a word of knowledge to be revealed. That's a place that you might just hear something. I heard with that deliverance one, it was incompetence as a father. 
So then I, and I didn't try to, I didn't know it was going to be a manifestation. You know, I just said, I heard incompetence as a father. I'm waiting because I'm about the fourth person to pray that night. And uh, so when it got to me, I just said, well, God, will you just heal their feelings of incompetence as a father? And as soon as I said that, they went back on the sofa and they started howling. And we were under our breath looking at each other going, do you think this is it? You know, we was trying to everything but write it out in our hand. But, it went, but God was gracious. It was, it was good. Okay. So on the next page, on 9. See, stop praying when the person you're praying for indicates it's over. They feel like it's, you know, over with. Uh, or the Spirit tells you that it's time. You can kind of tell most of the time. Uh, you have nothing else to pray. Don't try to force anything or make something happen. If you have exhausted the prayers at hand, it's time to move on. Um, you're no longer making progress. Now, some of the people like um, Francis McNutt, who you may see books in our bookstore, uh, Francis was a, a, a Catholic priest. Uh, he and uh, his wife, she was a, a nun, and she, they ministered together. And after a while, they realized that God wanted them to get married, and so he left the priesthood. She left being a nun, and they got married. And, one of the, and so we had books by him, and I've seen him speak before. And uh, uh, he was very influential in the vineyard movement and he had a lot of common sense things he would uh somebody with a physical physical condition they would schedule a prayer time of say 30 minutes not too long you get worn out and they would pray and then they would come back uh, and say we're going to do this say once a week for the next three or four weeks and then we will evaluate after that to see what's happened uh, and, and he said that they had, at that point in time, they had seen more physical healing with progressive prayer, doing it that way, than they had with this, the, in the moment. Uh, you know, I've, I've told you so far, I've only been one time when I was here, and uh, what's his name from Australia was here, and Terry was still alive, and Terry Lowe had cataracts. And... Terry was getting older, a black man that some of you know him, and it's real obvious, there's a big white circle, white spots in the middle. And uh, I brought him up, because he'd come in to see if we had some snacks and things that night. I said, I'll give you, I'll go look for you some stuff if you'll let him pray for you. And uh, he prayed for him. I turned to the side to try to hear what to pray. I turned back, they were gone. I totally missed it. Like, would they do the, how did they disappear? Did they, do, I mean, how did that, you know, I did his funeral like three years later and they never came back. Terry could see, it's the only time I've been that close. To, that's, now that's into the miraculous, you know, it doesn't follow normal procedures. Um, Five, post-prayer direction. Common questions about a, prayer, a time of prayer and ministry might be, what should this person do to remain healed? Sometimes there might be something like that. What should this person do if he or she was not healed? Um, B, avoid giving a lot of advice, but rather offer some simple directions to the person who was prayed for. Encourage them, him, him or her, to receive more prayer to nurture a deep relationship with God, to stay in the scriptures, to remain in fellowship, turn away from sin, possibly offer um, a relative verse or passage from scripture, if that comes to mind or you have something. Avoid making them feel guilty in, under C. If the, if the problem was or, or is due to personal choices or, or uh, consequences. While there's no es escaping responsibility, we need to remember that a sin nature um, is the root of the problem and not the sinner. 
um, encourage them with love and acceptance. Don't get religious. Just keep it relational. You don't want to get into religious stuff. And I have been with people uh, when I, I think it was, it, it might have been next door one night. I think it was next door. I don't think it was in Toronto. I saw some unusual styles of prayer in Toronto because they were just coming from all across the, the world. Um, but next door, I had somebody take a pocket uh, Gideon Bible out, and while we were praying for this person, they slid the Bible up under the person. Now, I don't know what that was supposed to do, except that they thought it was a good idea, you know, but I would have probably discouraged that because that gets a little into the... Unless God was telling me to do it, and then I guess that would be different, wouldn't it? I'd go, wow, are you sure? You know? And then I would probably bring, give them some sentences. I, I know this is really strange, but I just I had this in my pocket, and I feel like I should just, like, if that's okay with you, you know, I, I would throw in a bunch of words at it. Um, the problem with God is that, and you read the Bible, I mean, there are axe heads that float. And now we've only got one story of that, but, but you know, there's some places where you do stuff, you know, cut a stick off, throw it in the water, um, iron axe head floats to the surface, you take it out. I mean, I mean, he might give you something. Avoid stuff that, um, you know, sounds like the occult universe, you know. <laughs> Please. Uh, but but if he gives you something that's got a little a little symbolic gesture to it possibly uh i'm for, i i have done stuff like that sometimes it didn't didn't do anything and sometimes it did make a change so uh Have you ever been in a situation where it was kind of the people um, you were around, it was kind of religious, it's kind of not going, the, you know, and you had, let's don't do this today, okay, Lord, but you had an impression to wash the people's feet. So you went and got warm water, and you got a towel, and they were totally against me washing their feet. And I said, I'm just hearing this. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, it's not super, it's strong enough for me to go do this. Would you let me do it? And about the third asking, they said, well, okay. And it broke me. And it broke them. And the, all four or five of us suddenly were very humble. And God showed up. He resists the proud. So he may give you something to do that you're not want to do, but it's something he wants you to do. D, if healing occurs, encourage them or her to get confirmation from a medical professional that has, some, you know, something that's very medical. Finally, encourage them to document what God's done. I wished I'd kept meticulous notes in some of the deliverances that Nori Kelly and I did. And Nori always went home and stayed up because he was a musician. He writes really small. He would, he would write up the whole session together. Of course, that was great because sometimes people would come back later and ask us 
Like some, we did, they kind of weren't always up and they couldn't remember what had happened at parts of it. Okay, and my eyes are blurry now. Uh, H, tips. If someone requests prayer but's nervous or unsure, reassure them that there's nothing magical or mystical about prayer and that you aren't going to try and create something or make something happen. Let them know that we're only in the business of asking God what he wants to do. Two, when praying for someone, try to keep your eyes open, watching for signs of the Spirit's presence on them. Sometimes you'll feel the presence of the Spirit, but oftentimes you can see the signs of the Spirit. This might come in the form of a physical manifestation, such as trembling or swaying, um, a a visual, um, physical change, uh, yeah, like a withered hand being straightened. Yeah, that one would I'd get my attention. Or cloudy eyes becoming clear, be like Terry's, or, or from the person's physical demeanor and countenance. And then on fat, the last one, page 10, three, if the person you're praying for is, um, is praying or talking outside of the interview responses, ask them to stop and just receive. Remind them that this is about them receiving or praying. One that I run into the most is the person just just is thanking God over and over out loud. I mean, they're just filling the air full of words, and I want to go just, just, just. You put yourself in a receiving mode and let us work, whoever, one or more of us. Let, let us work. I mean, it just kind of... Uh, and and probably I'll go the next sentence. It'll be there. And another one is that if you have, let's say you're praying. There's a couple. You're praying for one of the one uh, him or her, and uh, the other person in the couple has just got to rub the back of the one you're praying for. <laughs> you just hate to say, uh, let's don't do that. It's very distracting. It's distracting to picking up not so much. Well, it doesn't distract me as much if I'm in front, but it's distracting of the one that's receiving the prayer. I know it makes the other mate feel good. You know, you try to get them to like just, just, or come stand behind or stand here with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's don't let's don't talk. Let's let's don't pray a lot of stuff out. Let's just be. Let's just, Wimber and them called it centering. You know, just kind of a, you're just dialing down stuff. That's another phrase I think they said. I don't, yeah. I know centering comes from other sources, but you know what I mean by that. Okay, so. Uh, four, if you sense and see the, and see the presence of the Spirit, but you don't hear anything else to pray, simply bless what's happening, or maybe pray something such as more, Lord. Uh, You'd be surprised how much that increases stuff when you ask the Lord to do more in the moment. Because if it makes sense that if you are His, you're His child, you're in, you, when you start, when you get into prayer, it's not you alone. This is a group thing. You and the Holy Spirit, you already got a twosome. You know, if you ask the Lord Jesus, I mean, pretty soon you got like, you and God are here. And then you got other people. But so, so it's not, it's not, it's not a formula, but you're really wanting more. It does increase things many times. Um, Just asking for more is whatever is happening or increase of his presence. Five, remember, if nothing's happening, that, that's okay. Sometimes we don't have anything to pray or we don't sense anything happening. That's completely normal. It happens often. If you find yourself in that situation, ask someone else to come and pray to see if they get anything. If not or, or uh, no one else is available, simply bless what God is doing in their lives and close with asking for his will for that person. You can also pray biblical prayers like come Holy Spirit or your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are safe general prayers that are practical for most any circumstance. 
Keep in mind that not every encounter is a phenomenal, that there's a something. But just because we don't see or feel anything doesn't mean that nothing is happening. I've had a people down through the years that something would happen. They didn't say anything. They didn't indicate that anything was going on. They would tell me a month later or months later that something happened. The thing that I see that happens is you and I do a prayer, and uh, I don't know if this is y'all's prayers on the carpet if y'all run into this, but you'll, you'll, have a, you'll have a prayer for somebody. It doesn't look like anything's happening. And they report back that later that day or that night or that week, the problem, especially as a physical thing that had not changed, started changing. So, um, it's from anything of an instant encounter to something that's progressive, like Francis McNutt, to progressive, uh, it had started, but it's not obvious. Be aware that sometimes you, you get a picture, a word, name, or even a, a sympathetic pain. That's the one that I get. I tend, I'm left-handed, and I tend to get a mirror image feeling. So, if I start hurting somewhere... I'll tell the person, and I'll say, you know, I'm hurting on my left side. And they'll say, well, it's my right side. Yeah, I just, I just act like, a, like looking in a mirror um, sometimes. Um, that will tip you toward what the person uh, needs prayer for or something that may reveal the root cause of their illness or problem. And then seven, be mindful not to be too aggressive or forceful when praying for people. When laying hands on someone, remember to be careful where you place your hands, also how firm you touch. Be careful not to push anyone, especially in a manner that will cause them to fall. <laughs> Been there? <laughs> Falling is often associated with the presence of the Spirit, but it is not something to be sought or, or created. Cre cre <laughs> And is not a, it's not, a, uh, and is of no value to the ministry. Merely a byproduct of the overwhelming presence of the Spirit on some individuals at times. To avoid any confusion, awkwardness, or uncomfortableness, always try to use a light touch, and or fingers instead of the entire hand. Yeah, your your hands heavy if you start like touching only the top of their head or shoulders can also be helpful. In avoiding a push, even if unintentionally. I was in Toronto uh, on a team, and I, w I had a, a catcher. They, because it was a concrete place, they would ask us to get someone to ask for a volunteer that would stand behind them. The catcher didn't mean to really catch. It was more like help slide quickly. They wouldn't try to hold anybody's weight. They would just touch the person, touch them with their fingertip to let them know there's someone standing behind them because there's hundreds and hundreds of people in the room. And there was um, there was a lady that I was going to pray for, and she had her eyes shut, and I had a catcher with me. That was good, and I put my hand in front of her forehead. I didn't touch it. I was just like this far away, and I was asking the Holy Spirit to come. She had her eyes all really tight. And then all of a sudden, she opened her eyes up really big, looked around, turned her head, looked at the other person behind her, looked this way, looked at me, and then closed her eyes. Okay, and I'm done. Okay, now I've prayed for her. And now we're just standing there, and she can tell that, that you know we're just standing there. And she said, I guess you saw me do that. Yes. Well, it just really felt like that... You, you had put your hand on my upper right here, touching me. I didn't think you had, but it just freaked me out for a minute. I said, I, I guess that was God, you know. She said, well, that's what I guessed, too. I said, well, that's why, you know. And I wouldn't have been praying for a woman, except that it was, a, you know, they'd lined up on tape, and, you know, it, it was just everybody there and you, you know so it's 
1201. Anything you want to say. So now if God wakes you up and says, I want you to go down to Straight Street. There's a guy named Saul there who's going to work for me. I want you to pray for him that he might see. And you say, uh, Lord, uh, you know he persecutes Christians? <laughs> uh, well, what that makes me think of is when you say that, is that uh, God being God, and he comes because you and I asked him to come. I mean, that's his, he uses his family, us as his kids. And we can get uh, confused about our own walk with God because he used us. And we need to understand that we are the, the postman. We're delivering the mail in one sense. And so later you'll run into, I mean, you may be like me, that you know, you know some people that have been used mightily in physical healing to find out a few years later that they had some really big problems in their life that they had not dealt with. And that then just so confuses other people going, how could, how, that's all like, that's not real healing because God certainly wouldn't have used them knowing that they have all of this sin in their life. Yeah, God wants to take care of the sin. I mean, he, uh, does that, I mean, that kind of goes along that way. That's different. Yeah. I talk to people regularly who, this is probably not, in that line but I talk to people regularly who say well you know I'm probably just not right with God because he's not used me in like a year or two and I want to say well just because just because you, you don't have a story to tell doesn't mean that he might not use you tonight or tomorrow because he's choosing to use you uh I've heard of it. I don't think I've. Well, so now you got three pages out of, I think there's 12. So we'll try to do some more of them. Um, if that's, was this okay? Was it, I'm like, of course you're going to not tell me. I got a thumb. <laughs> we got two. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to go, hurry up and put together a one on deliverance. Yeah, I, I need to, uh, for whatever reason, we didn't put deliverance in this one we should have um so i could maybe go back i have to go back and listen to like pablo batari somebody that did a lot of it in south america or someplace he had some great illustrations of um, deliverance and stuff okay so are y'all gonna offer to pray over there in just a minute so Okay, well, Lord, we'll ask you to let us keep whatever we need to keep from this today and let whatever we don't need just blow away. Thank you for this Lord's Day. In Jesus' name, amen.